Hello and welcome to the We're All Beautiful podcast. I am so excited for this. You guys gave me great feedback um, from episode number one and I'm just so, so thankful for this community already. Um, You guys made me even more excited to do this podcast. So for episode number two, I wanted to talk about um, what most people talk about when they message me. And I feel like most people, the reason that they follow me is for um, me being authentic and open about my anxiety and my journey with anxiety. And so that's what I'm going to do the first episode on um, and just kind of talk about my journey and what I have found that has helped me deal with it and not let it rule my life because it did for a really, really long time. And just in this last year, have I found some sort of, I guess I would say relief um, and just a place where I'm healing and that it doesn't truly like run my life and it's not debilitating anymore. Um, so I'm excited for this episode. Uh, if you don't, if you don't deal with anxiety, I'm still going to encourage you to listen, um, because I'm sure there is someone in your life that does deal with it. Um, and this might just give you a little insight into their world. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive in and share with you, um, about my anxiety and how it manifests. Um, so I remember as I would say middle schooler, I remember dealing with some sort of anxiety and it was horrible. Like the thought of getting up and going to school was so overwhelming to me. Like I would start putting on, you know, probably not putting on makeup, but fixing my hair, you know, and getting ready to go to school, getting dressed. And I remember my palms being so sweaty. And I remember picking out specific clothes when I was school clothes shopping that would not show if my armpit started sweating. So that meant no gray, no olive green. <laughs> and for those of you that can relate, like, <laughs> yes, girl, it is. It was miserable. And I remember just being so embarrassed when I would wear something that would show that I was sweating. And I was sweating because I was so nervous and I was so anxious about school and just really social situations at school. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've shared that with anybody, but I'm sure if you went to school with me, you know that I was a nervous Nelly and kind of awkward and that's fine. Uh, but that's when I really remember anxiety being, um, like showing up in my life. And I remember like when my, when I was younger, my parents have been divorced pretty much my entire life since I was three years old. And I remember leave, you know, if I would leave either one of them to go to the other one's house, starting to have anxiety about leaving, um, or just really this fear, I guess, of losing one of my parents, an irrational fear of losing one of my parents. And so I just remember like those thoughts coming very young. And I remember thinking, does everybody feel this way? Because I am just like a ball of nerves all the time. My hands are always sweaty. My armpits are always sweating. My stomach is in absolute knots, like to the point where I didn't want to eat breakfast. 
And I just remember like my stomach hurting before going to school because I was so anxious about what the day held. And so that's where it really showed up for me. Um, and then when I went to college, I moved an hour and a half away from home to go to college in DFW. And um, I remember just like getting my first real job there and having anxiety about that. And then, you know, obviously I started paying bills and, you know, adulthood just came really fast. Um, and then after I met my husband and then when I had Hazel, I experienced postpartum depression pretty, um, pretty intensely. And I didn't really know what was happening at the time. I had heard of baby blues, but I did not know what postpartum depression was. Did not know what postpartum depression was. I don't know if I said that twice. (laughs) Postpartum anxiety and depression. Um, I didn't know what those were. And so I didn't know that what I was feeling was normal for postpartum depression. Not normal, but normal for having postpartum depression. Um... But I would just get, like, when we left the hospital, and this was probably the part of the baby blues, but when we left the hospital, I was like, Reese, slow down, you know, like, drive 40 miles an hour on the highway because I was just panicking so much. We got home, like, the dog jumped up on the couch we were on, and I was panicking about that. Um, It was just really intense emotions, and so I just thought, you know, okay, this will pass, time will go on, and this will get easier. And it just didn't get easier. I could cry at the drop of a hat. And this, and I'm talking, we're six months in. And I'm crying at the drop of a hat. I was a stay-at-home mom. And I, I felt like I was, the four walls of our house were closing in on me. I just felt like I could not escape this life. And it was like this reality that I was responsible for a tiny human's life. And she depended on me. And it felt overwhelming. And it's hard to talk about postpartum depression out loud. It's hard to talk about it and tell your truth because you you think, you know, how could somebody think like that when they have this new baby? And that just makes it even worse <laughs> because you start thinking like, how could I have these thoughts when I have this new baby? And I just remember thinking, I want to run away. I want to run away by myself and have none of this responsibility and I just felt like I had no friends I felt like my husband didn't love me I didn't love my body it was just it was all of these negative emotions it just really felt like this dark cloud was hanging over me um, and it didn't feel like it was ever going to go away Um, and it took a toll on my marriage it took its toll on me um, it was really, it was really hard to deal with. I decided not to get on medication. I don't, I'm, I don't have anything against getting on medication for those types of things. Um, I just, I don't know why I chose that at that time, but I chose not to. Um, it took me a while to get to the point where I realized what I was actually dealing with. Um, and so in that time, I decided to dive into personal development and getting to know, like, who Logan is because I, you know, I had taken on this new role of mom and wife, like everything happened really fast. And I, I wasn't even sure that I knew who Logan was anymore. And so that's really what I went on this journey to rediscover and figure out who I was and be confident in who I was. And so that was the beginning of my journey. And then I very quickly got pregnant with the second one. (laughs) And 
I was so overwhelmed by that. The thought that I had just gotten a hold on my postpartum depression and I had just figured out what I was going through and had just gotten better and I was about to go through it all over again. Um, and so thankfully, thankfully after Oliver, I did not deal with it. Um, like I did after Hazel. So I am, I'm so, so thankful for that. Um, but then shortly after Oliver was born, we went through probably one of the hardest seasons that we've ever gone through. Reese and I were really just trying to find our place in life. And we had spent a huge chunk of our savings on a house. And so that ended up not working out. And so we we had no savings. He wasn't making enough money um, to pay all the bills. And I was a stay-at-home mom, so I wasn't making enough money. Um, and so it just all came crashing down at one time. And our marriage was falling apart. Um, our finances were falling apart. Obviously, it was taking its toll on our kids. And so I just went into this state of depression. And my I remember my face breaking out so bad. I wanted to stay in bed all day long and my husband had made the decision that he was going to go to the oil field to provide for our family and looking back I'm so thankful but in that moment I was not thankful and I I remember parenting alone and telling my mom I just don't think I can do this I do not think that I was made for this I don't think I'm cut out for this I know there's women that do it I know there's women that do it for nine months to years while their husbands are deployed but I just don't think I can do this and I remember her telling me Logan you need to breathe and take it one day at a time and in the moment I wanted to punch her (laughs) I'm not gonna lie I wanted to punch her but now when people um come to me and they tell me, you know, I'm overwhelmed by this, this, and this. Like most of the time, why anxiety and depression are manifesting, it's because we're trying to focus on way too many things at one time and trying to fix all of it and be in control of all of it. And so taking one day at a time was really a big deal for me. And, you know, before it got better, I feel like it got worse. And I remember laying in bed one night and the thought came to me that my family would be better off without me and I did not attempt anything I was not I I wasn't um, I would not say that I was suicidal um, but the thought came to me that my family deserved a mom my kids deserved a mom um, that was present and that was happy and that was joyful Um, and my husband deserved a wife um, that would pursue him and that was joyful and um yeah could just give him more than I was giving him and so I remember telling my husband and of course he was so sympathetic and loving on me um but he was six hours away there he wasn't home and so in that moment I just decided that enough was enough and something had to change and I went on this extreme journey of personal growth and this is the part that most people don't want to hear It takes work to get yourself out of a dark hole. And if somebody would have told me that, you know, even five minutes before I got to my breaking point, I would have wanted to punch you. Um, Just because I was so far down that if somebody telling me 
somebody telling me that I need to put in work, I would have been so upset with them. Like, are you kidding me? I don't even want to get out of bed. And you're telling me that I need to put in work. And so I just started reading like natural ways to deal with anxiety. And I saw a lot of, you know, blogs or whatever, literally whatever I could get my hands on. That's what I was reading. Um, And a lot of it was just about meditation and reading your Bible reading personal development books, um, getting together with your friends and that all of that, I was like, okay, well I'm trying all of it. And so I did, I did all of it and that sounds so extreme, but I wanted so badly to be better. I wanted so badly for Logan to come back. I wanted so badly for those dark clouds to go away. I wanted so badly to see that light at the end of the tunnel that I knew was coming and that everyone else around me kept telling me was coming. Um, I wanted so badly for that to happen. And so I just went on this journey of, I was at the time I was in a network marketing business and I sat it aside and I just said, I have to focus on my kids. I have to focus on my family, have to focus on me. So anything that was not focusing on getting rid of this anxiety. I wouldn't even say get rid of this anxiety, but healing in this area of anxiety and depression, I set it to the side. I started saying no to the things that were stressing me out and the things that were not giving me life. I set them aside and not forever, but for this season of healing. Um, so that, that's my first encouragement to you is that if you have things in your life that are actively you feel like sucking the life out of you and um, not helping you in your journey towards healing and you feel like you're being pulled in a million different directions, then you need to start saying no to those different things that are stressing you out. You're going to have to simplify for this season. And that is not to say that you won't be able to add it back later. But for now, you're going to have to start saying no. And I started meditating in the mornings. And when I say meditating, a lot of people are like, okay, there comes that hippie stuff. And honestly, that's what I thought. And I started listening to guided meditations and um, just really even focusing on my breathing and just like (laughs) just being by myself and breathing and just gathering my thoughts where my thoughts were not racing just quieting my mind I should say helped tremendously so meditation was big for me I also started reading personal development books and when I tell you I read personal development books let me just tell you about me and personal development books I hardly finish a book (laughs) probably some of you are gonna just get out of this podcast right now and not finish listening but I hardly finish a book because I get excited about the next one that I've ordered and I start that one and I read half of it and then get excited about the next one that I've ordered and I read that one. So, but anything that I could get my hands on and read about being better and mastering my mind and not feeling like I was um, trapped by my thoughts, like anything that would just help me come out of this, I started reading Um, And I started doing things that would make me better mentally and physically. So I started working out consistently. And I know this is another thing that people are probably eye-rolling so hard at. And it was me too. I was like, okay, well, I mean, I'll work out because all of these freaking blogs say that I need to work out. But this is really not my thing. 
And guys, just let me tell you that through this season of personal growth and trying to find um, some sort of peace in my life, I found a love of fitness. Like, and now I'm a cycle instructor. Like, it led me um, to great things in this this season of getting just you know trying to get better and trying to heal led me to a love that I never even knew I had. So don't be close-minded to these things that, um, you know, you want to roll your eyes at or you want to just say, okay, well, I'll do all the other things but this one. Just do it and try it. And, you know, you don't have to go extreme. You don't have to go to CrossFit. You don't have to go to a cycle class. You don't have to go to a yoga class. You know, walk in your neighborhood. Walk in your neighborhood. Get some fresh air. Breathe. Be by yourself. Um, But I will encourage you that if it's possible, if you have kids, for you to go alone and you to have that time where you can just blow off some steam and feel good about yourself. Um, Yeah, so that's that's my tip is to try to be able to go alone. And there's days that I still can't go alone, but that's okay. Um, So, yeah, that was just those two things were a big part of my journey. And then just reading my Bible. I remember during the biggest, uh, the biggest, you know, dark time of my life was also when I had the longest streak on the Bible. Some of you are probably laughing at me, Um, but it was the truth because I, I remember being hesitant to start reading my Bible every day because I thought, well, I can barely keep up with my own thoughts. How am I going to connect to the word? Am I, you know, it's just going to go, I'm just going to read it and then not remember it. And it ended up bringing so much peace to my life. And I'm not going to lie to you and say that every time I read it, read it, it was just like this overwhelming revelation of, oh my gosh, there's so much peace. But every day it just gave me some sort of comfort. Like, hey, God is near. God sees you. You are so known. Like, he knows the number of hairs on your head. You, He knows you by name. And that just brought so much peace. Because when I felt like my walls were closing in. And I felt like nobody saw me. And I felt like I was so lonely. The God of the universe knows you. He knows you by name. Like you are a daughter of the king. Of the king of the most high. Like what? And it just like I just remember in that time like I had isolated myself from my friends. And just thinking but Jesus is my friend. And he's right here all the time. So friend if you're struggling. If you feel like I don't want to open my Bible. Because I just I don't understand it. I don't get it. I'm right there with you. But let me just tell you that that longest streak in my Bible app brought so much peace during one of the darkest seasons of my life. Um, so it won't, I promise it won't hurt to just try it. Um, so those, are, yeah, though I feel like those are my big tips for um, just walking through anxiety. And, and also something that um, my friend Courtney said one time, I had a I had an anxiety attack not that long ago while I was teaching a cycle class. Nonetheless, um, I had to take a deep breath and keep going. But um, I was so mad at myself after it happened because I've worked so hard um, to not deal with it every day and for it not to consume my life. And she just said, but in those moments, you can think, okay, I've been in this before. I've been in this place where my chest gets tight. My breathing is getting labored like 
I have been in this place where my palms start sweating, my armpits start sweating, whatever it is that anxiety shows up for you. Um, But I've been in this place before and I made it out. I made it out and I survived. And I know that I can overcome this right now too. So if you, I just want you to remember that that was something that stuck with me that she said, and I've had a panic attack since then. And in that moment, I thought I've been through this before and I know how this ends. I'll start breathing easily again. My chest won't feel so heavy in a few minutes. Like friend, you will make it through. This is not how your story ends. I promise that there are brighter days ahead but you just have to promise me that you will keep taking steps forward to heal and to not let this be debilitating for you because you are an overcomer you have courage you are so brave for even listening to this podcast and believing that there is something different that there is a different way of life than living in a constant panic so I'm proud of you for listening this far and making it this far in the podcast and not turning it off. I'm so thankful. And if you felt like this was helpful, I just ask that you would please screenshot this, share it on your um, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and tag me so I can see it. Let me know what your feedback is. Let me know what you thought. Let me know what your favorite part was. Thank you so much for showing up and listening to this and I'll see you next week.